0: usually if you're improving something like a, you take a category and you make it better mm-hmm. that's very motivating mm-hmm. right because mm-hmm. you want to evolve you want to do it better I mean nobody wants to go in and do it less good than the, the leading <laughs> yeah. people um, and, and just knowing that whatever you're doing is improving somebody's life that's really motivate you got to be motivated every day I'm Rachel Hollis and I've built
1: a multi-million dollar media company with a high school diploma and the free information I found on the internet. In the 15 years that I've been building and scaling my company, I have become deeply passionate about helping other entrepreneurs to do the same. So each week I'll be sharing tangible and tactical advice and inspiring interviews with the same intention. These are the tools to change your life and your business. This is The Rise Podcast. For listeners who are not familiar with your journey, will you just give like a little – highlight reel of what you've done so they can be properly astounded. Sure, yeah. Oh, wow. No, for real. I it's, don't know. I, it's very impressive. I just
0: like to stay busy. <laughs> <laughs> so I had terrible skin when I moved to New York when I was 18. I was a personal trainer trying to make enough money to go to university because I was supposed to go to Columbia. And so I was a personal trainer. My skin got very bad. I learned how to give facials. Then I started giving facials to other people who wanted to pay me to do it. So I opened a really small little facial place. It was called Let's Face It. And I had that for two years and then moved into a bigger place and hired a couple of of girls, and we all did my technique of facials. And then I opened a spa called Bliss. And three years into Bliss, LVMH came and bought a majority part of Bliss. Um, and then I stayed for another five years with Bliss and had kind of done everything that I knew how to do there. So I decided to take a break. But I took a break for about six months and then thought I really missed the beauty industry. And I started another business called Soap and Glory.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then I started another business in footwear called Fit Flop
2: uh-huh.
0: um, because I don't, I had this idea about a flip-flop that everybody could afford. I'm, I'm, I'm all about the affordable, right? Yes. Because I wanted something that would really help people with their posture and alignment and that would kind of make the most out of walking. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I used to be a personal trainer, so Mm -hmm. that still comes along. I always want to kind of be healthy and, you know, aligned and make people have a lot of energy. And I thought, well, if we do it as a flip-flop, everyone can afford it Mm -hmm. (laughs) because flip-flops should be inexpensive. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, we ended up designing this technology that isn't that easy because there are three different densities of EVA inside the midsole and it's kind of a a little more expensive than a normal flip-flop to make, but still quite affordable. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then, let's see, I had Soap & Glory, flip Flop, ended up selling Soap & Glory to Alliance Boots Walgreens, Mm -hmm. who's all like one Mm -hmm. big, in 2000 and I'm going to say 14. Um, And was this in the UK? Yes. Okay. But – Soap and Glory is also uh, in Ulta now, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. and was in Sephora. Mm-hmm. And so we had distribution in the UK and the US and also in Asia. And, um, and then FitFlop is now in 64 countries. That's incredible. Yeah. And it's, you know, I actually ordered myself a couple of pairs and I ended up giving them away last night to somebody <laughs> who was, I was at dinner with and she has my foot size. So I'm, I'm now, you know, Fit flop <laughs> <laughs>
1: Feels like you.
0: feels like you could call someone, maybe. I'm going to call someone. I just don't have any room in my luggage. So I'm getting more. And then, okay, so I still have Fit Flop, sold Sylvan Glory, decided then to take a little break, but... And, you know, think about what would be my next beauty industry thing because I just love making products Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I love making great products. I'm really good at it. Yeah. That's my thing.
1: Yeah. So would you say that you are – your thing is products versus building a business or you think they really go hand in hand I think they go hand in hand.
0: I like to build the community Mm -hmm. because I like to make people happy. Mm -hmm. So I try to build products that really delight people Mm because I feel like life can be so hard. Mm -hmm. And – I like to also, you know, Bliss was really a a spa, but to make people feel good Mm -hmm. because I noticed that so many of my customers were, you know, A, having problems with their skin. When I solved that, they had problems with their stress.
2: Mm. So
0: I wanted to create a place where they could go and it wasn't judgmental and it wasn't too fancy, but it was a great service Mm -hmm. and they felt loved Yeah, and they left just feeling elevated. Mm. And so people would literally book their appointments for two years in advance so that they got their that. slot, yeah. right? So they had Tuesday night at 6.30 and they were not letting it go if it was once a month. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they would they would try and swap with somebody <laughs> else if they couldn't make it for some work reason or whatever. I mean, it, some people would even book every two weeks just so they'd have it and then they would cancel and we could get somebody in from the waiting list. But wow. it was, we we really delivered on that, you know, promise of, relieving people of their stress it was supposed to be a holiday so you could you know not leave town but you'd get away yeah and so i guess every business i do is to try and make people's life better mm-hmm. and so you know knowing that women love beauty products and knowing that they're just so expensive now mm-hmm. and that even i don't want to buy them at retail
2: mm-hmm.
0: beauty pie was kind of the one the culmination of many years of Trying to build communities, trying to make people happy, trying to give them something better. So it's an evolution of ideas. Because um, I love doing the product. Mm-hmm. I mean, without an excellent, excellent, excellent product, you don't have a business. Yes, you're anybody so can right. do average. You're so right. right? Shoes have to fit. Yeah, they've got to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. You, they have to be the ones that when you're packing your bag to go somewhere, you always put them in.
1: Yeah, That's right? So real
0: and. If you think about that and you think about also your moisturizers, your makeup, your whatever, you take the stuff that you know you can't live without. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how I edit down. It's like, if I am testing this product and I have to give it back to the girls in the NPD department, Mm -hmm. do I feel distraught? (laughs) (laughs) And if I do, I know it's good enough. Yeah, that's so real. Yeah, but everything else, like, you know, if it's average, I bother. Yeah. It's my best idea yet, but it is the (laughs) one where I actually had the, oh my God, I'm terrified to do this. And then, oh my God, I'd be terrified if I didn't do it. Yeah. So it was one of those, when I came up with the idea for Beauty Pie and having been in the industry for 30 years already, which is probably what brought me to the point where I would be able to do this because I've got so many contacts, so much experience. I know how it all works. Yeah. I probably couldn't do it before. Um, but it was a really radical, disruptive idea that I had to kind of lean into because at first, my first reaction to having the idea to do a buyer's club for luxury beauty where it was totally transparent and we kind of unveiled all the smoke and mirrors of the industry was, oh, my God, everyone's going to hate me. Yeah. <laughs> and then I thought, but wait, millions of women are going to love, love you. <laughs> <me>. <laughs> and then I thought, well, you know what? What's really best for, you know, the majority of the people... Who will experience this. Yes, there'll be some industry kickback. Some people will hate me for, you know, lifting the veil. But there are so many people who are going to benefit from being able to buy a higher quality product for like a fraction. I'm not even talking a fraction, but a fraction, a tenth of the price that they would normally pay at retail. So it's kind of my dream job now, Mm -hmm. having been in the industry for so long, to launch something that is just all about what I want to do and nothing About what I don't want to do. Yeah. And I'm loving it. Well,
1: so explain this idea to me. You were saying before we started that most beauty products are marked
0: up by how much? So if you get a typical luxury beauty product and you spend $100 on it, right, which isn't even that luxury anymore. Yeah. Which is kind of shocking. Yeah. It's very likely that it costs less than $10 or $8 to make. So typically in the luxury beauty industry and in the beauty industry in general, the cost of goods targets for product developers will be 8% of retail. Mm. And that's because if you're selling through distributors or uh, you know, a large chain of stores that sells beauty, I, I, I prefer to keep them nameless, <laughs> they'll demand between 65 and 70% of the margin from the get-go. And then you will also have to supply them with hundreds of thousands of free samples. And then you have to pay for free products for testing inside the stores. And then you have to pay for your team to go around and train all over the country and stay in hotels and train the store staff. And then you also have to pay for advertising. And then you have to pay to keep the lights on. And then you have to pay for your CEO or COO and your accountants and all of that. So all that gets built back to the customer Right, because all of those margins get added in. So when you make something for you know four dollars, you have to charge fifty to make money. And after a while, I mean, it just isn't right. Yeah. Normally, also, what will happen is if you've got a really popular product and you're a big company, you'll think, well, we sell a million of those a year. If we could make twenty cents more, that's two hundred thousand dollars more in profit. And so what you do is you go in and you squeeze the factory. They they have to give you $0.20 cents off or $0.10 cents off or you make the product cheaper yeah. so that you can make more money. And, you know, I, I just realized this is not right. I mean, where you should start is with what's right for the customer mm-hmm. and what she's going to love. And then just make the product that way mm-hmm. and then show her how much it costs and show her how much she might be paying for this if it were a luxury product, but how much it really costs and the transparency of it is so beautiful because you never have to pretend that you are anything but what you are. What you are, yeah. And the focus on being able to bring the very best to the customer is what it's all about. And what has the reaction been from the customer? Well, so far in the UK, where (laughs) we first launched, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it's... Tremendous. Mm -hmm. So, we're really, really booming. We have to because we didn't know if anybody would join at the beginning because it's so radical. And very often, even beauty editors didn't understand that this is how the industry works. So, when I went to the British beauty editors first and showed them, you know, this is how much a mascara really costs to make, and, you know, this is a luxury mascara formula, they couldn't really believe it themselves. And these are women who report on beauty all day long. So, we didn't know when we launched if anybody would join, you know, because it is a buyer's club. It's kind of like the luxury beauty version of a Costco,
1: mm, right? Yeah. Where
0: we go to all of the leading luxury beauty labs around the world. We work with the luxury fragrance houses, um, the noses, the candle makers, the brush makers, the, you know, everybody from lipstick, you know, in Italy to Swiss skincare to Japanese and Korean skincare. I mean, we have everything, mm-hmm. we use all the best guys. And so when we first launched, we didn't know, you know, would anybody believe this? Because it does seem a little too good to be true. When you look at the prices, you think, this can't be good. Mm-hmm. But actually, it's because for so long, we've been brainwashed to think that if we don't pay a lot for something, we're not worthy. Mm. And I wanted to really get around that, be able to deliver something beautiful to everybody. And everybody is worthy, right? Mm-hmm. We're all equal. We're, it's a democracy. Yeah, And... It's so nice to cut out all of that kind of um, mind, <laughs> mind sort of bending yeah. stuff that the industry does yeah. to tell you that you're not good enough unless you can afford this expensive thing. Yeah. Um, and and now you can have what would be an expensive thing, but you can afford it, and it's a treat for yourself to order from Beauty Pie. You never have to feel guilty. The products we show, you know, what what they cost to make. And you have um, you have the ability to shop whenever you want.
1: So, is it a subscription
0: box, or you go it's on a sort of choose? You go in and then you shop. Okay. So you pay you pay either annually or monthly, and you can choose your level of access. Mm-hmm. And then you go on, and every time you contribute. So, if you contribute monthly, you get a, a certain allocation to shop against, and then you can just shop for whatever you need or want. That's so awesome. you might want to shop skincare. I mean, some people shop twice a month. You can upgrade, you can downgrade. Yeah. If you need more stuff, you just go up a few levels and you contribute a bit more. Mm -hmm. And then if you find that you have enough stuff, you can just downgrade yourself to a really minimal amount and, you know, use up your stuff and then upgrade yourself again. But we needed to really control how much people bought. And at the beginning, we had no idea how it would work because, you know, first we didn't know if anybody would join and we had to buy 10,000 of each item even not knowing if anybody would join. Wow. Because... That's minimum yeah. order quantities, yeah. and you want to get really good prices. So the bigger we get also, the better prices we yes. can get. But it was a really, you know, here we go. We've got to buy – I think we had 80 – Items wow. at the beginning, wow, which actually isn't a lot. Okay, because sounds like a lot it, it makes, makes me well, sweat a little. Yeah, bit. I was sweating, <laughs> I was totally sweating. But you know, eighty times ten thousand, yeah. it was a lot of yeah. Uh, investment. Yeah, um, but it wasn't in terms of breadth, right? Mm-hmm. When you go in, you want to be able to kind of shop more than eighty kinds of lipstick, mascara, eyeshadow. And we didn't have skincare at the beginning. We launched that about six months later. You didn't have skincare. That's I know. Hilarious. I don't know. You know why? <laughs> this was kind of dumb. But you know, you learn, right? You yeah. You learn. So we we first came up with the tagline that it was all your makeup without the markup. Nice. Which was Cute. so good. Cute. It was like, well, yeah. it's got to be just makeup. Yeah. And they yeah. were like, but you know what? People are going to want skincare. Yeah. And then I was like, I want the skincare. Yeah. Actually, one of the reasons I did it in the first place was because I had gone to – I was going to Shenzhen to make footwear because I also have mm-hmm. FitFlop, you know, the mm-hmm. footwear brand. Yep. And I was in between having Soap & Glory where I had my skincare from Soap and & Glory. And I had sold Soap and & Glory and I was just doing FitFlop. And I forgot a moisturizer when I packed to go to Shenzhen to work on a collection, and I was going to be there for about two weeks, and it was in October, so it's dry and it's quite cold, and your factories are not heated
2: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so everyone just wears like a unique low out yeah. ultralight down yeah. and then you and you're working all day, so it's not freezing cold, but mm-hmm. it's not warm, mm-hmm. and you get dry the skin and I remember getting off the flight and thinking. Oh, Shit, I forgot yeah. my moisturizer. Yeah. Could I say that? Yeah, totally. Okay. okay, so I forgot my moisturizer, and I went into a duty-free on the way out of the airport. And all the moisturizers, like the you know the ones that I would consider good because I would generally buy kind of a luxury quality, mm-hmm. were $150. Bucks. Mm-hmm. I know how much that costs to make. I'm not paying $150 yeah. bucks for a moisturizer. <laughs> so I literally... Didn't moisturize for two weeks because I couldn't bear to pay (laughs) when I knew that this moisturizer probably finished goods. And, you know, the bigger the company, usually the cheaper the cost of goods Mm -hmm. is. So it was probably five bucks. Yeah. I was not going to pay $150 (laughs) for it. So, and then I thought, well, why should anybody? Yeah. Right? Like, if I'm not going to and I could afford it, why should anybody? Yeah. And then, you know, I had all these different points of light where as I as I kind of thought about what I wanted to do next, because I hadn't come up with the idea for beauty pie yet, that kind of fed into what should I really do next? What could be, you know, my big, you know, I try and evolve, Mm -hmm. you know, I think the meaning of life is evolution. Yes. So if I have one idea, I try and learn from it. And then what I've learned from that, apply it to the next idea or the next idea and do as much as I can to make that even better. Mm -hmm. And so, Beauty pie is kind of everything that I've learned, and then stripping out the part that I don't like, which is kind of that smoke, mirrors, fakery, telling Mm -hmm. people that something's worth something when it's really not, and just really being able to have this beautiful community where you surprise people all the time, and they can spoil themselves, but... It's not expensive, yeah, but it's super high quality. I mean, it's so delightful to receive a box of stuff when you haven't had to pay that much. Mm-hmm. You got to choose it, and it's all just world class. Yeah, it's really beautiful. And Will it's so you motivating. show me? So, because I'm curious,
1: because I haven't at. seen it. Is it? Well, yes. I yeah. love do do an official unboxing okay, for us. The official unboxing. Uh, but what I'm curious about most is is this then all of it is branded to you guys? Or yeah, how we does just it, put yeah. Beauty
0: Pie brands on Got it. it, okay. Yeah, and the way the industry works, which lots of people also don't know, is that some companies have some of their own facilities for manufacturing. Mm-hmm. Um, most don't.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So most of the luxury brands, but, but I'd say mainstream luxury as, a, as opposed to disruptive luxury, which mm-hmm. we are, they all formulate with the same... 10, 15 labs around the world Mm -hmm. that do the very best quality products. Mm -hmm. And those labs are third-party, so they don't belong to any particular brand. They create beautiful products all year long. They have artisans and people who have been working on makeup, textures, and, you know, real experts who spend... Their whole day trying to come up with the most beautiful eyeshadow texture or the most incredible skincare texture. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are, you know, Japanese labs and Korean labs and the Swiss. And, and generally, they're particularly good at certain things. So you'll find one lab that's incredible at lipstick and foundation, but mm. maybe not so good with crayons. Mm. And then there are crayon suppliers, German suppliers are really incredible at crayons. So, you know, the eye crayons, the the lip crayons, the eyebrow pencils. Um, there's a Korean supplier that's great with eyebrow pencils. So you have to kind of pick and choose and go around the world and mm. find who's the best at what because they're not all coming from the same place. And so we have about 12 or 13 of these labs that we buy from. And, and the mainstream luxury brands also buy from them at the intellectual property. So... The formula ownership is with the lab in most cases. Interesting. So when you go in, they might show you some beautiful uh, eyeshadow crayons, or but they show that to everyone, and then you just choose if you like it. I see. And then you put your you order packaging, mm-hmm. and then you stamp your brand on it. Mm-hmm. And so for most makeup products, they're very, very, very similar. Mm. With skincare, you'll have the same with a present you with things. And then it really comes down to your level of expertise about ingredients. And so since I've been doing skincare for longer than I would like to mention, (laughs) because that'll age me, not that I care, but you know, um, you always want to look fresh. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I know what to put into a moisturizer. So they'll show me textures Mm -hmm. and then normally they won't have super high levels of actives in them. Mm -hmm. And then I'll say, look, can we add X of this ingredient or Y of this ingredient or X, Y, and Z of ingredients one, two, and three at this level because I know what works together and I know there will be data sheets showing you what level has been clinically tested to get a certain result. Mm -hmm. And see, in all of this, we just think, how can we make this product so that it really works? We never think about the budget. Mm. And even if you then back out of it and you look at how much it costs to make an incredible, say, anti-aging moisturizer, max, Maybe twelve dollars mm. in the jar with the box finished
1: that's amazing. It's
0: hard to get something yeah. more expensive than that, yeah, yeah, so no matter what you put in it, you know if you put more in it, it would become unstable, so you you then start to realize, ooh, yeah, yeah.
1: That's incredible, and so have y'all. You have launched here in the US as well. We
0: are launching officially in the US kind of this week.
1: Oh, that's incredible! Yeah, we just
0: started to do. I mean, we never did any advertising. Yeah. We had some products in the warehouse in yeah. New Jersey. We had some early adopters who yeah. read about us, uh-huh. and you know, you're always going to have those people who are so on the ball. They find out about everything in every country. Yes. So we've had some just very organic. So we've just started to do a little bit of social advertising, yeah. and and the you know official launch is kind of this week. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's
1: how we're sitting. here here is that someone on your team DM'd me on Instagram and they said, hey, we'd love to send you product and I was like, Thank you for the offer of product. But what I really want is to meet Marcia. So thank you. We are so Yes, because I had heard about your journey. Um, I'd listened to you on how I built this. And it is so very rare for me as a founder and female entrepreneur to get to listen to the story of a woman who has built not just one company, but many of them. Um, Well, so I'm curious about this because I think oftentimes with products, I'm I'm imagining our listeners right now, a lot of small business owners, a lot of people with dreams. Yeah. um, um, who will hesitate to put something out because they don't think it's perfect, right? And they will spend four years wanting to get it perfect and never actually have a business because right. it takes too long, right? So, in your uh, career of of building all of these different things, um, have you put stuff out and then refined it over time?
0: I try not. I try to get to the very best, best that I can get it, yeah. right? And and even ask for customer feedback before. Mm. Um, we very often will ask people. But now, because, oh, so great to have social, right? So we'll post on social. We're thinking of making X, you know, product X. Yeah. Or you guys, which products would you like that we don't have? And they'll tell us. Yes. And they'll say, okay, our next three from your list, because we always have our list, what we know we wanna make and what we've seen out there that Mm -hmm. we think is gonna just thrill them. Then we'll say, okay, from your list, you know, what, if you want us to make a makeup setting spray, for instance, Mm -hmm. what do you want to see? You know, how do you want it to be? What is important to you? what other ingredients do you want to see in it, et cetera, et cetera. And they'll tell us. Yes. And then we can go and build it to their specifications. So it's great to be able to ask and get that feedback before. Mm-hmm. Um, we ask people to ask us questions mm-hmm. about a particular product, and then we know what they're looking for. Yes. Right? It's so,
1: gosh, this is something that so many people miss. If we have success for any reason, it is because I am in relationship with my community and have been for 15 years. Totally. I was I was doing a podcast yesterday, and someone said, well, as you've gotten so big or as you continue to scale, how will you still manage to do that? And I've said, I, am I, I have the most intense schedule in the world. I have four kids. I am still... In community with these people because that's the magic. Yeah. The and and oh, I love yeah. that you talked about the customer feedback because so many people are terrified of customer feedback because <gasps> they don't want to hear something negative. Oh, I'm like, no, that's the key. No. They are telling you exactly how to make your product or service better if you have the courage to just listen yes. and see it and as not a gift. be defensive. Yes. Yes.
0: Totally. Well, there was a really great little quote that I had on my Instagram page that I just photographed out of a book and it says. Do not seek praise. Seek criticism. Mm. And if you seek criticism, you will find out why she's not buying, right? Or what she doesn't, what hasn't flipped her over the Mm -hmm. edge yet. Mm -hmm. And then you'll develop something for her. Of course, it has to be within reason. Eventually, you have to make money. I mean, it's not a charity. Of course, everybody would love to do something if it's all free. yes, But in fact, weirdly, they don't. If something's too good, right? (laughs) They think there must be a catch and then they don't see the value in Mm. it. So it's all about finding that balance. But, you know, for people who have a product, you want to just take that. If you don't know exactly whether or not it's ready for launch, another really obvious thing to ask yourself is, would you buy this? For this amount of money from yourself, for this very reason, mm. I am a Beauty Pie member. I pay every month. I'm actually on the highest level. <laughs>
1: <laughs> because Seems right. Seems I right. a
0: lot of retinol, <laughs> a lot of vitamin C. The hair products are amazing. We have fa- fragrance. And I usually stock my gift cupboard with the candles. Because you know how you go to a dinner yes. or something. And it's nice to always have a beautiful... So I just... Jam the cupboard full, or it's always somebody's birthday, yes, right? Or some neighbor came over and babysat, or whatever. Yes. It's just nice to have stuff, and yeah. who doesn't love beauty yes. products and luxury beauty yes. products? So, I I pile it in there. I am lobbying our e-commerce team to do a higher level for people like me, mm-hmm. but it's for you know for fifty dollars a month, you have access to buy a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I pay for it, and when that comes through on my Amex card, I never think, oh. This isn't worth it. Yes. Because I use it. And if I didn't, then I would have to go back and think, well, why, you know, why, why doesn't it feel yeah, worth it? Yeah. And it's so I think be your own customer, mm-hmm. right? That's so wise. Yeah. And would you sell it to your mother? <laughs> right. And if you wouldn't, you shouldn't be selling yes. it. Yes. And then go back to the drawing board. But I think it is important to get it to a certain level of excellence before you launch, mm-hmm. unless mm-hmm. you have a lot of money to lose.
1: Mm-hmm. That's real.
0: Yeah. Because if you get bad feedback at the beginning, you might not think whatever it is is a good idea because you didn't execute it properly. Mm -hmm. And then you might give up on your idea, which might be a great idea. It just wasn't well executed. Mm -hmm. And there's so many things that just aren't well executed that could have done really well if somebody had paid attention to the details.
1: When you started, you worked really hard to build the spa, but it was something that in hearing your story uh felt very organic like it just sort of kept and now we now we're moving into this and now we're moving um I'm curious if being an entrepreneur running a business scaling the business to the place where uh, a company would buy it did it feel daunting did it feel like it came naturally to you how did you manage
0: doing that I think it was super organic, mm-hmm. especially bliss, right? Because mm-hmm. that was where I first had a large number of staff. And mm-hmm. I had never really managed staff before. I'd managed a few, you know, a, a few people doing facials in my smaller um, little, you know, facial place. But I had never had 30 people, housekeepers and accountants and mm-hmm. front desk staff. And I think I was just so all over it. I knew everybody's job. Mm-hmm. I knew everything that everyone was doing. And so that made it kind of manageable at the time, and I learned as I went along. But because I loved it so much it was never a job. Mm-hmm. I mean, I used to sleep there. So <laughs> sometimes I didn't have time to go home because mm-hmm. my last client might go until 9.30 at night. Mm-hmm. And then the painters were coming in and finishing stuff. And I had to be there to show them what to do. And then I had to do job descriptions, which someone told me, oh, you've got to do job descriptions because people don't know what they're responsible for. So I would be in the office at you know 11.30 at night writing job descriptions. This was sort of before computers, mm-hmm. or we had a computer, but you would just write them yes. out by hand, um, I, which was, it was actually excellent to do that. And Luckily, I didn't have kids at the time, and I didn't have anyone that I had to go home and meet, but I would, you know, sleep on a massage table, and then I'd go into the into the locker <laughs> room sleep in the morning to shower. <laughs> but when you take a shower in the locker room, you realize the pumps on the soap don't work. Yes. The drain is not draining properly. Yes. This tile is loose. This locker doesn't, or it's difficult to open. Mm-hmm. So you'd have this, right, this yes. sort of real firsthand experience, which, again, is like live what you're yes. selling. And is it good enough for you? And if you lose interest... So is everybody else going Honestly. to. Yeah, it's so simple.
1: It's so – you know, I'm, I'm as you're saying this, I, I'm i thinking of places I've gone to get a blowout or get my hair done or some – and I think that. I'm like, how do you not – you have this yeah. – it costs this much money to have these things done here, but you don't know that there's no paper towels in yeah. the bathroom, that yeah. you don't it's, – it's such a smart idea that I wouldn't. Now I want like – staff of ours to go to our events and just make sure that they're good. Cece, make a note. (laughs) Yeah,
0: be a a person before it all starts, Yes, it's so smart. Yeah, and just see kind of what's going on and you got to live it. And then you you evolve and you learn. I think if you're not a trained, then again, I don't know if you can really, I think mistakes are great, right? Mm -hmm. Because you feel them. Mm -hmm. And the pain of making a mistake, actually, I think it physically changes your It's either your DNA or your vibe or whatever it is, and you learn. Mm -hmm. Now, it's different. You know, a lot of people say, well, you mentor me, right? Mm -hmm. And I just don't think that you learn. I've had so many people ask me, and I've tried, but they don't listen to the advice (laughs) because it's free. (laughs) But making a mistake is not free. So I actually think that making mistakes is so valuable. Yes. Because you, if it's painful enough, you don't make it again. Yes. And you never forget. And that is the best way to learn because people can give you advice, but there will always be your ego in there going, well, I don't know, you know. And it can be the, the most talented people. I mean, I listen to people's advice because I've made mistakes not listening to them. And I know how painful (laughs) it is. So now if people say, you know, you should do X, Y, or Z, I listen to as many people who will offer me advice and then kind of weigh it Mm -hmm. and then ask a lot of questions. But it takes a while to get to the point where you've made so many painful mistakes that you know that you should be listening. Yes. And I'm there now, but I'm 51, right? Like it took a while Mm -hmm. and I made a lot of mistakes along the way. And I hope I won't make them again, but even if I do then I won't make them the next time. Yes. It's just a part of your evolution. Yes. Yeah.
1: But I feel like something for me in the last... I, I've been an entrepreneur for 16 years. And I want to say in the last really three years, mm-hmm. it was like I finally got it. And okay. not to say that I, would, that I could do anything or that it would always be so successful forever and ever, amen. But I confidently believe I could start any business... As long as my demographic is the same, as long as my customer base is the same woman, yep. I could literally sell her anything. I could sell her coffee. I could sell her diaper. And I could do it very successfully. Okay. And so what I think was an eye-opener for me and I, what I'm wondering is if you feel the same way is it's like once you figure out business, you can really navigate it. In any category. I think As long so. as it's like something you're passionate about, something you have some expertise, like you know how to build a company. Yes. And I would love you to speak to that because I think I remember being a baby entrepreneur and crying because I couldn't make payroll and trying yeah. so desperately to figure this out. And I wish I could go back in time and give her the gift of like, I swear to you, you're going to get this one day. Yeah.
2: Yeah,
0: I think you're absolutely right. I think once you understand what's necessary for a business to be successful – Um, then you can do that in any category as long as, you know, if you're building footwear, you need people who know how to make footwear fit. Mm -hmm. You need to know where the supply chain, you know, you get those experts to help you. But it's more about understanding, I think, what has to be true for a business to be successful and have repeat customers. Yes, Because no business is successful if people just buy something once. Mm
2: -hmm. And that
0: then comes down to, again, that product being great. So it's having the elements that what has to be true about this mm-hmm. i guess one of them is that you have to have a real usp right mm-hmm. so so what mm-hmm. what is cool about this what's different about it it's got to be different enough that there aren't so many different people competing already against you in your category that you know nobody cares
1: absolutely and that's number
0: 1 yes. right cuz if you come out and you say well i'm going to start a sneaker brand okay so, why do we care? Yeah, yes. like there's a lot of sneakers selling. out there. Yes. Right. Absolutely. Or jeans. I mean, there's a lot of jeans brands, mm-hmm. but they have, they, you know, they struggle. They'll be really trendy. Then another one is trendy. What about yours is going to be different? Mm-hmm. And if you have a USP, then that's going to help mm-hmm. you tremendously. Then, of course, it's about executing on that quality. And then I think being able to communicate all of that. Yes. That's communication is everything. I yes. mean, the world breaks down, relationships break down. Companies break down because people don't communicate or they don't know how to communicate. But almost any time you have an issue with a person or a business or whatever that problem is, if you break it down, it comes down to it hasn't, there's some breakdown in communication. Yeah. And I always, you know, I've made, you know, talking about making mistakes where I prejudged a situation and thought something was happening when it wasn't. And I've learned from that too that actually what I should do is just go clearly communicate and ask, Hey, I'm feeling like this is like this. Could you explain from your perspective how you see it, right? Is this true? Absolutely. Or am I just thinking this? Yes. Right? And if I would have done that in those situations, it would have been better. I wouldn't have reacted the way I reacted. And sometimes, I mean, it was painful. And then I felt really ashamed of how I had prejudged a situation And just knowing that feeling, of course, I wouldn't do it again. Mm -hmm. So again, it goes back to the mistakes. Yes. But yeah, communication, great product, you know, a USP, Mm -hmm. and then you gotta love it. You gotta be passionate about whatever it is you choose. I mean, it can be. You can have many different interests and passions. Proving something like you take a category and you make it better. Mm -hmm. That's. Very motivating, right? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you want to evolve, you want to do it better. I mean, nobody wants to go in and do it less good than the, the leading <laughs> yeah. people. Um, and, and just knowing that whatever you're doing is improving somebody's life, that's really motivating. You got to be motivated every day. So there are certain things I just couldn't go and sell. Yes. But I could sell an ergonomic, like an incredible ergonomic yoga office chair I could sell that <laughs> and I have nothing to do with office chairs but I know I would like an office chair where I can put one leg up and kind of stretch while I type yes I could sell the heck out of that yes. right and and I, I was a personal trainer so I know all about the body and the alignment and I've got shoes that align you when you walk so that your ground reaction force goes through your knees and your hips so that you don't have that knee and hip and lower back torque I mean it's interesting it's better you know it, it makes it easy, especially on the hard days, because there's, yes. there's always a bad day. Yes. Where you just think, "Oh God," <laughs> right? And then you have to just think when you have one of those. Yes. I just need sleep. Yes. Yeah, and usually, if you could just make it through that day, right? I usually write three thank you notes if I'm feeling really horrible every single day. When no, oh, when okay. I'm feeling horrible, oh. when I think, "Oh my God." This is just a bad day. I'll grab three thank you notes, right, and write them. What a
1: great practice. Yeah,
0: because it's so easy. And then suddenly you're like, I am so lucky. You went from I am in the shit to I am the luckiest person alive. Look how nice people are to me. Everybody's helping me. I'm so grateful. And then you go on and you feel but you can get through the day. Then you sleep, you wake up, you actually feel fine. (laughs) And usually it's a better day. Like some other email comes in that's, you know, a bonanza. Yes. Yeah, so this is – life is like that, right? Mm -hmm. Life is – Full of ups and downs. And without the downs, you wouldn't really experience the ups. Yes. So you don't want to be like that. Yeah. And, you know, so boring.
1: I'm curious if your life today looks like what you imagined it would when you were 20 years old.
0: I never imagined. Yeah, you didn't. No. You didn't envision like the no. future. Wow. No, I just, no, I had no idea. Do, what... you, in- do you imagine now or
1: you're very <laughs> present in the moment?
0: I'm pretty in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I, have, I mean, there's so much going on. Probably have a really open antenna, which is probably how I can kind of find the trends and mm-hmm. understand what people want.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so I'm feeling it all the time. So I don't really think too much about the future except what's in front of me that I need to get done. Um, I probably should.
1: <laughs> no, it's, wor- I read it's this, working. It's Whatever working. You're doing, it's working. I did working. read
0: this great article in Inc. about journaling, uh-huh. and I really want to start journaling mm-hmm. because. It's so important. You did a whole podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. You probably have done several on journaling. Yes, yeah. yeah. Actually, one you have of our the products journal. is yeah, a journal. Yeah. yeah. I have to but get that journal.
1: But even beyond <laughs> that, which is a guided journal, yeah. I journal in my notebook constantly. Yeah. It's how my brain processes what's going. Yeah, I talk. It's like a therapy session. Yeah. I'm like talking myself around and yeah. kind of coming back out the outside.
0: Okay. Yeah. It's uh, very powerful yeah, for me. I think, well, it's supposed to be very powerful for yeah. everybody. Yes. So you can look back and see, you know, did you get those things done? Yes. Yeah. And I used to do it
2: mm-hmm.
0: when I was younger. I had, you know, the Filofax, remember those? Yes, totally. And I would glue everything into them. And I have some old ones in there about that That's thick, awesome. full of note cards that people had sent me and stuff. And what I was supposed to get done that day. And I did love just crossing stuff off the oh, list yeah. also, right? It's very So you journal and like, then you, did it. oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yes. <laughs> so I have to get back into that. That'll be a, my new habit for as soon as I get home. Will you tell
1: us a little bit about what your life looks like? Because I'm fascinated... I, there are not a lot of women who are like, oh, and then you go to Germany, and then Korea, and there's an eye pencil, and I think you live, <laughs> do you live in the UK? I actually live, live in Switzerland. Okay, see, yeah. what in the world do you even just I know, it's random. Say? I'm married to a French, no, but pl- I refuse to move to Tell me Like uh, yeah. I feel like this is like a rom-com, and I'm here for it. Tell so me I, what I, your I mean, life I grew up
0: like. in Canada, right? Yeah. And then I lived in New York for 18 years. And then because Bliss was opening in London, we decided, and my husband's father was ill, and he was in France because mm-hmm. he's French. Mm-hmm. Um, we decided to move to London when we opened the Bliss Spa there. And then we really liked London, and we'd been in New York for a really long time, and London is quite human. Mm -hmm. Maybe not now, you know, (laughs) with the whole Brexit thing. Um, But there's lots of parks and it's just, it was fun. It was like a new adventure. Mm -hmm. And I could run Bliss from wherever, you know, you you can, with the internet, you can kind of run everything from anywhere. And the spa there was brand new and it really needed more help, whereas the spa here was doing really well and there were so many experienced people that had been with me for ages Mm -hmm. that I knew they could handle it. So I could come back and forth to do my clients and then go back. And then we lived there for about seven or eight years and it became really tough with um, London schools are quite difficult mm. um, and also we wanted to be closer to my husband's father mm-hmm. and so we decided that we would compromise I didn't want to move to France because my French is terrible Switzerland is like Canada <laughs> yes. and you can ski every weekend <laughs> there you go and my so my husband's a huge skier and I'm a decent skier but my kids are skiers yes and I can sort of take it's almost like a bus ride to go to the yes, UK when I need yes. to. So it's kind of beautiful place to be right in the middle of Europe because you're right near so I can take a train for 4 hours and be near Lipstick Valley mm. which is <laughs> where Valley. yeah this is where we source a lot of our cosmetics right yes. and literally 46 minutes from where my house is, is my favorite skincare lab. Mm. And across the lake is another one of my favorite skincare Mm. labs. And about an hour and a half from there is another one of my favorite skincare labs. So I'm in the middle of it. So it helps with all the sourcing. Uh I can get to Germany to see the pencil guys in about 45 minutes. I mean, it's really the hub of all the great stuff. And then of course, there's you know, the Asian stuff. But that's We try to work with them more remotely because long-haul flights, you know, sure. terrible for the environment. How
1: how often are you back here in, in, in the U.S.? US. Yeah. Well,
0: I you know, because we're now launching here, yes. probably a little more often because mm-hmm. you have to kind of put be your feet present, on the ground and feel the vibe mm-hmm. and the energy and see what people are saying and thinking. It's yeah. just always easier if you're here. Um, so, you know, whatever I need to be. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I'm curious, uh, are you... Did you come out of the womb with this much energy and excitement about what you do? Or is this something you've sort of curated in yourself?
0: You know, I don't know. When I was younger, I did not have, I remember growing up and I, I was not um, like the popular child. I think probably I was too maybe intense
2: mm-hmm.
0: or maybe thinking a lot. I don't, you know, I remember having my best friend, Linda Miller. Hello, Linda. If you're out there, <laughs> haven't seen you since grade two. You were great. Loved you. Um <laughs> she was great. Then I she bet. moved. Yeah. <laughs> and so I don't I never saw really eye to eye with the kids when I was younger. Mm-hmm. They were all kind of gossipy. I just didn't get it. Yeah. I didn't want to participate in that yeah. cliquey, gossipy thing. So I'd have other hobbies like long distance running or mm-hmm. bodybuilding, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And then school. Um, but I was always, you know looking for stimulation, I think, for something to do. Um, and then I think as I found my passions, right, then I got more and more energy because you feed it feeds you. Absolutely. And, you know, and, you know people say also social media, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's the devil, right? I don't agree. Yeah,
1: I don't agree. Either. If
0: I need to be, like, lifted, yes. I will go read all the comments on the Beauty Pie yes. page because it's like... Yes, they love, they love it. <laughs> <laughs> and you just have to check in for 10 minutes. Of course, there's never 10 minutes. So you have to, I do, I I put my phone in the kitchen in the office mm-hmm. so that it's not right in front of me because it's yes. so tempting to yes. get the positive feedback. Absolutely. <laughs> so just once in a while, you know, I'll just, let me just go check that out. And then everyone's loving the new product or giving feedback or chiming in. or You see people helping each other, talking about, well, how does it work? I don't really understand, you know. and And members help members yes so nice yes i mean it's a real that just makes you feel like the world is good Right? Yes. Yeah. Why are we talking
1: about this? Oh, I was, because I was asking about your energy, energy is infectious. But and I, yeah, I get it from, you know. Well, what I loved is that you said I found my passions. Yeah. Plural. Because most people are like, I need to find my passion. Oh, singular. Yeah. Like, there's mm. one ring to rule them all. Or there's one thing that's going to drive your life. When the reality is, you said that and it like clicked for me. Like, yeah, there's multiple things. Why not? That give me energy. Why limit and,
0: yourself? Yes. Agreed. <laughs> Have you read Adam Grant? No. Okay, so he's a organizational psychologist. Okay, I think he works at Wharton. It sounds a professor familiar. Professor in Wharton. The, what's the book? The book's called Originals, and it's about oh, entrepreneur. Sure I need to read that. It's amazing. Okay. He has got it down. So it's he's i think gone and sort of analyzed a bunch of different entrepreneurs and seen what's the same about them all mm. and done chapters about what well, entrepreneurs are this 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 and this so if you're not naturally entrepreneurial but you want to be you could probably practice those things interesting right i think probably when i when i read it i thought well yes that's me that's me that's me that's me that's me i don't know if i was born that way but someone gave it to me and said this sounds like you mm. And then I read it and I was like, yes, it does. This is, you know, when you're embarrassed because they say there are seven types of customers, and I'm like totally, I am totally that book. From start to finish, it was like, oh, how embarrassing. Here's my diary. Here it yeah. Is. yeah. That's awesome. He's got me yes. down. Um, but it's great because it'll tell you, you know, you've got to be ridiculously uh, optimistic, mm-hmm. right? And, and you have to, this was a good one. He said, you'll be an expert at whatever you're an expert at right? Mm -hmm. But then if you want to have a new idea, you have to scan all kinds of information. So you've got to read, you know, I'll read the New York Times, I'll read the Guardian, I'll read newsletters about finance. It bores the, you know, absolutely so boring. But I try and learn a new financial term every day. But I just, my eyes will cross with boredom, but I just try and do it. I'll get, you know, scanned, um, you know, sort of the newsletters about, Other things, it could be the automotive industry, it could be anything, Mm -hmm. it could be about the impossible burger, you know. But I try to read broad, so you read this T, right? Uh And then you have your what you're really an expert at, yes. But then you need to scan all of this, yes. And then you have all these points out here, so when you draw a new picture, Mm -hmm. you've got all these points to draw it with, yes. Whereas if you're just in here, you're never gonna come up with something new. So it's all about, you know, take that time to broaden, even if you think it's boring, somehow things will finally connect, and then you have this whole new picture, so you can have passions instead of just a passion. Love that.
1: Yeah. Marcia, if people are listening and they want to hang out with you more online, uh, what's your favorite social platform?
0: Instagram. Instagram, it's just fast and yes, easy. Yeah, yeah I actually now have a lot of people DMing me pictures of their face.
1: Yes, that feels right. Yeah, that so that I can
0: right. give them a routine. Yes, you're <laughs> it's like actually hilarious. Yeah, you're
1: like, ah, that feels it, impossible it, to diagnose over this one photo.
0: It no. Oh, you can I on a totally picture. totally can. Oh my god, makeup free. In daylight.
1: Wow. Yeah, that is very impressive. I'm quite impressed
0: with myself. Yeah, you yeah, should I can. Be. Yeah, I mean, as long as the lighting is okay, <laughs> I can really figure it out. And, you know, get them going. And so, what's your? And it's really quick. What's your handle? Um, it's Marcia. Oh God, I don't actually know. It's gotta be Marcia Kilgore. It might be Marcia dot Kilgore. I don't know. You're never going to find out. It's like, out. what's we're your phone number? Out. Do you ever yeah. call yourself? No. Right. Yeah, so what's your phone f- f- number? No,
1: I'm right not going to ask you what your
0: phone number is. <laughs> everybody would call dot you.
2: Marcia.kilgore. Marcia Marcia Perfect.
1: Yes. And and is it at Beauty Pie? Um, well, Beauty Pie, yes. At Beauty Pie. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then the website for Beauty Pie for it's everybody dot com. Perfect. Yeah. So guys, go check it out. Thank you so much.
0: Yes. Do you want to give your listeners of some kind of
1: I want to give them anything. Yes.
0: Tell me. What should we give them? We could do... If, like, they say a code word, yes, rise is usually yeah. could be great, great, then they could get their first month free to try it out. That would
1: be amazing. Or, or
0: I don't know what. no, okay, that
1: one's really good, okay. Yeah. okay. But you also get all Do the ahead. yeah, that's yeah. amazing, okay, perfect.
0: So all of your rise followers. that's insane. we'll have their first month free but you they have to put a, rise in the promo yes, box you know all right. we will yeah. get all
1: of the information and then we'll put it in show notes so that oh, they can be amazing it. oh my They'll gosh, love it you know freak
0: what? out it's a it's such a treat yeah so it'd be really nice to give give them that yeah thanks for having me on of course thank
1: you so much for being here and sharing it's a your pleasure. wisdom and inspiring listeners, but inspiring me. There aren't a lot of exemplars for me who are female entrepreneurs, so your journey has been so inspiring, and I feel just tickled to be able to sit with you today. Thank you. Likewise.
0: Thank Thank you.